1: <laughs> My opener with that beautiful, beautiful baby laugh. Little baby laugh. I love it. I love it. Wow. 200. 200. 200. Hello, everybody. I know you're wondering why I'm saying 200. I want to celebrate within myself and my listeners have, who have been listening to my show. This is my 200th episode. Wow. <laughs> 200 episodes. I, I really never thought I would be doing these many episodes since I started podcasting. I'm, I'm grateful. I give all the glory to God. I just thank him for using me for this platform of reaching out to others with awareness, with what's going on in life with the church and the body of Christ and the world. Thank you all. God bless you. So I want to give you all a hand clap. All my listeners that listen to my show. This is my two hundredth I'm gonna say anniversary of Body of Christ Real Talk. My two hundredth episode. Thank you all. Give y'all a hand clap. Woo woo. all for you all not only about me but for the ones that has been listening, for the ones that has been downloading my podcast and for the ones that's just been browsing through, I thank you all. I love you all and I appreciate you, appreciate you all. Thank you, thank you thank you. This is Joseph Brownlee. This is my 200th episode and I just like to say good morning, good afternoon. Good evening and for my night listeners, hello night listeners, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk, Body of Christ Real Talk, welcome. The topic today is just going to be my 200th episode conversation. I don't have a certain topic I'm going to talk about, I just want to say thank you all, this is for you all and I appreciate the ones that listen to my podcast. Like I said, I don't know who all listen. Uh, I don't get many comments anything like that. I wish I would, but uh, uh, maybe it's my system. Maybe I'm not getting uh, enough, you know, podcasting out there to the, uh, the base of the, the world or whatever like that. Whatever it is, you know, I would like to be more interactive, Uh, with my listeners, the ones that do download my podcast, because I just want to say thank you all, because I do what I do, not only to get the word of God out, not only to get information out and awareness out, but to to keep people informed, to inform the disinformed, and to inform the misinformed, you know, like I always say, of what's going on around you, right by you, and around the world, if you haven't been keeping up with things like that. Now, when I first started this podcast, I wanted it to be just a podcast just we could talk about many different topics and many things, you know, no matter, yeah, it does matter what it is because I don't allow any type of profanity or any type of just misguided information on here. I try to keep it clean and I try to keep it relevant and everything. That's what my show is all about, but I, I am open to to different topics and you don't have to you can have a, a topic that disagree with what I'm talking about but just make sure you are, you've are done your research and etc like that but anyway the body of Christ real talk is straight out about real talk no punches hold no holes barred about real talk what's going on in your lives what's going on in the Christian uh, movement in the body of Christ what's going on around the world and abroad And if you've been listening to my podcast or if you are new to listening to Body of Christ Real Talk, that's what you're going to get here. Nothing fancy. No editing as of yet. There's there's no editing. So you're going to just hear me talk. You're going to hear certain sounds I make you know, because I have sinus issues. These for the ones that us uh, that's tuning into my show. So you hear me certain sounds and snorking or whatever you want to call it in my nose because you know, I have congestion problems. So that's why I just you hear me grunt like <clears throat> you can do that once in a while. That's a brown way thing. That I get congested with my sinus. So why am I saying this? The reason I'm saying this is because this is a show that's basically what you hear is what you're going to hear. You're going to hear the good things. You're going to hear the bad things. You're going to hear the mistakes. And sometimes I just keep it that way because I like, I like it to be like we are sitting down and we're just talking. There's no producers around. There's no managers around. There's no so-called professionals around and say, cut, cut, do it this way, do it that way or whatever like that. It's, it's less robotic than a lot of other podcasts out there. It's less robotic, if I can put it that way. It's less planned. So, when I get on the podcast, when I do my podcast, it's it's live audio, not live as in radio style, but when I do it, you know, what you hear is what you get. What you hear is what you get when you listen to my podcast. Okay. I'm getting congested again. Like I was saying earlier, I'm getting congested. Well, anyway, thank you for the ones again. Again, I cannot think I can't thank you enough for listening to my show and I really appreciate that. What I would be doing after the 200, going into the 201st episode, I have a, a issue. I have not, it's a very serious issue. It's a Fast a topic, and if you have been listening to my podcast and my shows, the last few episodes, you have you may have noticed I've been talking a lot about the poking and jabbing in the vaccines. Reason being because it's so much going out there that a lot of my listeners do not know anything about the church, the body of Christ. They don't know a lot about or they they don't care or they don't pay attention to it. So I talk about that quite a bit and I'm going to continue to do that because, and I know, people get information overload when it comes to vaccine. They they feel that, you know, all this person talk about is a lot of negative things. And I understand that. But what's going on around What I'll be putting out there is just keeping you uh, updated on what's going around you on the other side of the vaccines. Because if you focus on the news, the news, the majority of the news talk about a lot of bad things. A lot of negative things, if you want to call it that way. And news as in your local news and the mainstream Media news. Now, I'm not a journalist and I don't I don't I uh, don't profess to be a journalist, but I am. I do use myself as an awareness person, a person that gets information and try to get it out there, you know. And some information I take chances with because I have no 100% proof that it's factual. So I let you do your own. I try to get you to do your own research and you look, at, look into certain things, whatever topic or subject I'm talking about. But what I have been basically talking about in the last two or three uh, or even four episodes has been pertaining to the COVID vaccine shots. And the reason I'm focusing on that because it's a lot of things going on that's not good that you don't hear about, you know, about the uh, the vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccine shots. Now, I can get into a lot of other things. You have uh, diff- different people that does podcasts on YouTube, mostly, you know, f- a video podcast, which is cool. With a lot of good information. And they, you know, you have your Christians, you have your conservative Christians, you know, they have their talk shows. And, you know, they got a lot of fans. They got they get a lot of hits. And I don't try to compare myself with them because I have a little small audience, if I can call them an audience, and I do audio. And I know video gets you more hits and clicks like that. <clears throat> And I'm gonna do a few in the future. I just don't know when. I'm not I'm not gonna set a date on that. But I will do a few videos, but it will be Bible study. It won't be you know world events or local events like I'm I do a lot of on Body Crest Real Talk. But it would be uh, mostly biblical Bible study, you know, short Bible study, you know, Bible talk or whatever like that when I do a video. So because I don't want to focus on me, I don't want to focus on me. I don't, I'm not a video video person, you know, if I said anyway, so well, that's another story, but I will be, be doing a few videos so people can connect the voice with the face and connect the voice with the face so you can know who's talking so that's that's important too i had a few suggestions from a few people to do videos so i I will do a few videos my fiance has mentioned that as well and i will launch out and do a a few videos i just don't know when i have not set a date and also uh i'm still not as heavy thinking about doing radio. Hey, a lot of you guys probably uh, remember me mentioning I was going to do radio. I suppose I started this year. But, you know, I haven't moved that route yet because of situations, because of, you know, I feel I could do quite a bit live here on, you know, Body of Christ Real Talk. And I, I can do live shows. And is it... A need for me to get into radio, and I didn't think about that the last time. Is it really a need for me to get into radio? I already do two podcast shows. I do a Bible for the ones that don't know. I also do a Bible study podcast called Connecting the Dots. You can find it also on Spotify, and uh, which you can find this one as well on Spotify. There's a lot of other podcast outlets out there that you can find my shows on, but. The main ones is Spotify, that you can find both of these shows, Body of Christ, Real Talk, and Connecting the Dots, you know, for that. So, Connecting the Dots is Bible study. So, I don't want to really overload myself or overwhelm myself, you know, because I, be, I won't have as much, you know, let me say, not only topics, but I don't want to be burnt out, you know, you know, uh... I don't know how to put it. I don't want to be burnt out. And I'm just being real and everything. So I have to really think about it. I don't want to drop nothing. Because both of these shows that I do. Is of importance. Might not have the same audience. But both of them are important. Especially the Bible study. For the Christians, you know, for the saved. That's basically what uh, Connecting dust is for. Uh, the saved people. If you're not saved, you can also listen and get a lot out of Connecting dust as well. But basically, it's for the, uh, the believer, the new and the old believer, uh, Connecting dust Dots, how to rightly divide God's word. Okay? So. so, that's what's going on with me now. But uh, let me digress. For the newbies... That's tuning in to my show. This is what I do. I talk about different topics. I talk about different subjects. And I try to be broad and I try to be diverse when I talk about, and I I most definitely try to be fair when I talk about subjects and topics, whether it's Christianity, whether it's personal life, whether it's world events, whether there's different struggles, whether it's, you know, something uplifting. I try to be fair and I try to be positive. I most definitely don't try to be like nobody else. But I was talking about earlier, you have different podcasters, whether they have video or audio that you can find on YouTube, they have a certain ditch that they hit on it. You have those people out there that have certain niches that they're hit on and everything. I guess my niche here on Body of Curse Real Talk lately has been about, you know, the poking and the jabbing and the vaccines and the, the the wrongdoing that's been going on in the healthcare system lately, but that's not the broadness and that's not the full view of my podcast. Also, I don't want nobody thinking I'm changing mainly to worldview, but no, but this just happened to be the topic. I feel that I'm led right now, you know, in my spirit. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm not saying that God told me this. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit told me this. But I'm just saying I feel that the Holy Spirit and God feel it's okay. For me to talk about these worldly events, especially if I bring it back to a biblical perspective, because I have to come back to a biblical perspective. So that's what I mean by the Holy Spirit. I think is within my spirit. I'm not the one, and then you know me. I'm not the one to just say God told me this or the Holy Spirit told me this. What God, how God talks to me, is through His Word. I read his word. And what I get out of his word. I just connect it to what I be doing. God's word talks through my spirit. The Holy Spirit's work within me. The same that he's supposed to be doing to you. If you are part of the body of Christ. He talks to our spirit. So I'm just going to talk about me. You know. He talks through my spirit. Now. The Holy Spirit also. Gives you. You. The ability to think out things yourself, to use your own common sense, to use your own God-gifted discernment. It's okay to do that. You don't have to say that God told me to do this or the Holy Spirit led me to do this. Because the minute things don't happen or the minute things don't go right or you don't fulfill what you said the Holy Spirit told you to do, it's like crickets. You can deceive a lot of people, you know, so therefore you must be very, very, very careful when you say the Holy Spirit told you to say this or the Holy Spirit led you to do this. You understand what I'm saying? So I am very careful when I say that because the Holy Spirit, we have to be careful not to quench the Holy Spirit, no matter how good it sounds we need to be correct we need to know that it's lining up biblically rightly divided. and the reason i said rightly divided because the whole bible is for us but the whole bible is not to us therefore we need to be careful how we just try to coordinate and put the bible interpretation in our own lives for today because all of that don't apply to us today a lot of you probably confused with what i'm saying but what I'm I'm trying to say. There's a
0: book that's endured for generations, shaped entire nations,
1: and is still the best-selling book of all time. It's a book that tells of prophets and preachers, of kings and carpenters, a book meant for everyone. There's more to the story. Explore the book you thought
0: you knew at Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., Chumba. Chumbacasino.com No purchase
1: necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and
0: conditions apply. See
1: website for details. Just be careful. Me and myself, I think as a man of God or a woman of God, we need to understand when the Holy Spirit is auctioning us and leading us a certain way. He does not talk to you audibly today. And I have a lot of people disagreeing with me, but the majority of times just your flesh. And your emotions. And sometimes it's not wrong what you want to do. But just stop saying it's the Holy Spirit told you to do it. Now he might have auctioned you or led you through your spirit. But when you say told you. And you might not even mean this. But we need to be very careful that we don't want to mislead nobody. Thinking that the Holy Spirit talked to us in an audible voice. That's what I mean with me. That's why I said I felt in my spirit to do this. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit told me to, but I'm saying I think the Holy Spirit is okay with that. Remember, I said I think the Holy Spirit, because I'm not for sure, but it's nothing that I don't think is, is too off track that the Holy Spirit won't say, okay, you go ahead with it. The Apostle Paul mentioned quite a bit of times when he said the Lord, told him to do this or this is was a commandment from the lord or he'll just say i'm saying this in a parallel uh a paraphrasing term or he some of you know what i'm talking about certain scriptures here just say this is not a commandment from the lord but it's a you know the lord is okay with this so he was he's letting us know everything that he was doing basically the holy spirit was leading him but there was times that he done things on his own and he felt it was okay from with the Holy Spirit, you know, and with God, you know what He was doing in a in a para, paraphrasing way. It's still today, and we don't want to be mis- misled because there's many spirits out there, and there's many spirits and demonic spirits and evil spirits that tr- would try to mislead you, and they camouflage themselves as the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying they're possessing a, a believer in the body of Christ, but I'm just saying, you know, emotionally and mentally, we can get caught up in these different type of spirits. And we think it's the Holy Spirit. You know, it's deception. We think it's the Holy Spirit telling us to do these things. We think it's the Holy Spirit telling us to apply for this job. We think it's the Holy Spirit, you know, telling us to start this church. We think it's the Holy Spirit telling us to start this ministry. I'm not saying that it's not the Holy Spirit is not leading you in your spirit. I'm just questioning, be careful how you say this so you won't mislead young believers to think that the Holy Spirit is talking to you audibly in an audible voice telling you, Mr. So-and-so, you need to do this. Jojo, you need to do this. Jojo, this is what y'all want to do. Because the Holy Spirit does not operate in this dispensation like that. He done that in the past with a lot of the prophets and stuff like that. But his ministry is not used that way today. I know I get a lot of disagreements with that. But that's that's the power of different evil spirits they convince some people that it's the holy spirit and it's not no matter how good it sounds it's just like the story you know different stories you know uh (coughs) and fantasy stories Snow white and all that and everything you know uh The glass slipper, the beautiful fruit that looked good and ate that beautiful apple. It's like a symbol like that. You have to be careful because Satan camouflages and he imitates the Holy Spirit. And he he, he, he deceives a lot of Christians as well. Okay? So, I know I went all around about way, but that's why... I like to explain myself when I say I feel I, I feel I'm, I'm led by the Spirit to do these podcasts. Now, everything that I talk about, I'm not telling you the Holy. I would never say the Holy Spirit told me to talk about this, never. Cause sometimes I don't know, and I'm just being honest. I don't know. If you're honest, just be honest. I can't get caught up in my feelings. I can't get caught up in my emotions saying the Holy Spirit told me to do this all I can just say I felt in my spirit or this is an idea, my own idea that I'm going to do this myself it's okay to say that see, the Holy Spirit is within us, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, he's here to guide us spiritually, church, body of Christ he's here to guide us you and I he's not here To make us do nothing. He's not going to be talking to us. In an audible voice. So if you start in a church. You know. It's okay to just say. I want to start this ministry. Without saying the Holy Spirit told me to start this ministry. Because you're putting it on the Holy Spirit. And once that ministry fails, Because if God is moving. In your life. And the Holy Spirit told you that in your ear. Your ministry is not going to fall. It will go through. If you endure, you have to endure as well. If the Holy Spirit is using you to start something, believe me, it will be finished. You will get through it. You will have uh, have obstacles, but you will. It will manifest. It will come to fruition. But the Holy Spirit done that in time past. He done it with Israel. He done it with the prophets. He's not working in that in that order. Or that ministry today in our lives okay that's just real talk that's just real talk he's not so a lot of people have been let down because their flesh and their emotions got in the way because they thought God told them to do that and a lot of things all we have to do is look at the Word of God and see how he moves And the dispensations, how he moves in people's lives throughout the Bible, it's not the same. With how he moved in time past with Israel under the covenants and under the promises, it's not the same way that God moves today in this dispensation under grace. Let me say that again. The way God moved in time past with the prophets and under the covenants, with Abraham and with Moses and the 12 tribes and the prophets. The Holy Spirit moved miraculously, signs and wonders and miracles. There was his ministry then for Israel under the covenant. He does not move that way under grace today through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. See, he does not do that today. Yes, it's the same Holy Spirit within us, but the way he do things, it's not the same the way he done in time past. That's why you don't see signs and wonders and miracles like you did back then. Not that he cannot do it, it's just that we're under a different program. body of Christ program is not the same as the kingdom program, which is Israel. Okay? That might go over a lot of people's Over a lot of people's heads that's not saved, that's listening. But it's still uh, basic enough for you, I hope, to understand what I'm talking about. And like I said, a lot of people would not disagree with me. You know, but that's okay. Okay, because it's hard to get out of traditional beliefs. It's hard to get out of denominational beliefs. It's hard. It's really tough. Unless you are seeking to get out of it. But if you are dormant And you are Staying put Or you are complacent Or you are comfortable, Or where you are now You won't see What I'm talking about It it, it don't connect If you are stuck In a traditional type of way Of thinking A church tradition I like to say Or religious Or denominational type of traditional type of way of thinking. You've been in that denomination for over 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. What I talk about and and others talk about, like the Trey Cersei's, like the the Les Feldigs, you know, like the the Ron Knights, like the Justin Johnsons, and, uh, you know, what we talk about will go over your head because you never heard this type of Bible teaching before, Which is the correct way of teaching the Bible. And I don't mean that bodaciously. It's just just what it is. When you rightly divide God's word. I had to learn that myself. I had to get rid of a lot of traditions. And I mean a lot. And most of it was the flesh. I have been very disappointed. When I was a traditional gospel. I always used to feel good. Everything was based on mostly feelings. And emotions. You know quoting every scripture out of the Bible and trying to apply it to me. Quoting all type of verses out of of the Bible and trying to apply it to me and wondering why it's not working. I used to psych myself out saying it's working or God is just waiting. Or, you know, when I just prayed this, sometimes we got to wait on God and he will move. No, all of that was fresh. That was man-made stuff. Heard it from somebody else. Heard it from ministers. It wasn't from the word of God. Okay. Okay, I know I'm I'm going around. right Because I don't have a subject to talk about. This is just a celebration of my 200th episode. A a personal celebration. Ain't no parties and nothing like that. I'm just thanking you guys for being with me through 200 episodes of Body of Christ Real Talk. That's all I'm doing. You know. It was just early morning, I just thought I'd get, get that out there, open up another podcast, of, open up my 200 episode podcast, we just talking, you know, a topic without a topic I like to call it, okay, so I just uh, I felt that I, you know, within myself within my spirit, that, you know, I do a podcast you know, because since the pandemic, before the pandemic, I was doing Little group sessions at the library, you know, with a uh, couple of people, not a large group, but a couple of people, you know, and I wanted to expand that to start a little Bible study. But when the pandemic came, that shut a lot of things down, not only uh, a work-wise economy. But it affected a lot of people all kinda of ways, mentally, physically, spiritually. That that the last two years, going on three years affected a lot of people and a lot of people in the church, in the body of Christ. Correct? So therefore, that's that that's what started me of doing podcasts. I didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> I didn't even know what a podcast was. And uh <laughs> but I just know it's somewhat, a little bit different than radio. Radio is mostly live. A podcast, you can do a lot of recordings. Radio, too. But mainly podcasts are basically a lot of recording you can do, which is cool. That's why I'm still on the ropes of radio, you know. In the future, I still, Lord's and I still... Uh, thinking about doing radio. I'm just an impulse person. I just might up and do it, you know. So I can just say then all of a sudden I just say I'm gonna do radio. You know, I get a wishy washy like this sometimes, you know, and not saying that's a good thing, but that's why that's how I am uh on a ropes as you might say when it comes to radio now. Okay. So the next few shows that I'll be doing, I will have audio guest. And they will be talking about some very serious stuff pertaining to uh, the COVID-19 vaccines or the poking and jabbing or whatever. You know, I just use it either or. When I say poking and jabbing, you should know by now I'm talking about the COVID-19 vaccine shots. You know, so it's a lot of things that's going on out there that I will be touching on in my next topics. In my next, uh, my next shows and subjects, I will be discussing uh, and have an audio guest. I'm going to try to have more audio guests less me. I know y'all love to hear this beautiful voice, you know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm going to seriously, I'm going to have more audio guests on there. One day I will have a real physical. Well, I'm not real all of it's real, but I will have a a live physical guest on by show. And uh and we whatever topic, you know, they're going to be talking about, I will have a live physical person on my show, which I'm, I'm still, uh, willing to do. And the reason I'm not, I haven't been doing that now has nothing to do with, uh, that I can't get nobody. I just haven't went out and I haven't reached out yet, you know, because I'm still in the early stage of podcasting. I know I have 200 episodes here and I have over hundred, hundred or something episodes, maybe 120 or 25 or 30 episodes on connecting the dots. Uh, You know, but I haven't really uh, marketed my podcasters like I should, like other podcasters. They push me to do that. But I don't know, maybe it's laziness, too. You know, I haven't really, really marketed my podcast like I should. That's why my audience is not as big, you know, whatever like that, you know. And it should be. And it could be if I market it, really get it out there. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, Lord, when I really get it out there. Why? Not for me. It's because I want people to hear what's going on around the world. I want believers to really understand how to study the Bible when it comes to my other podcast, Connecting the Dots. So I will. That's that's a journey and that's a, a, a goal that I need, I'm going to be working on, you know, ASAP to get. Getting my podcast out there more because, you know, times are short. Uh, times are short. And I really believe, I'm not predicting, excuse me, but I really believe that the catching away of the church can happen anytime. Catching away as in the rapture of the church. Because the New, or, the new World Order is already taking stage. It's already taking stage. It's not in full fruition, no, because the Antichrist is not here. Of course, he's not here because I'm still here. <laughs> but anyway, the setup and the stage is happening now for the ushering in of the Antichrist. The Great Reset, the 2030 Movement. The depopulation talk, the eugenics talk, the billionaires getting together and want to populate and want to take control over the governments around the world, around the nations. This is a nationwide thing, which is globally. The globalists are really trying to move fast to set up this new world order. Even though they don't have no idea, this is all biblical. Most of them, a lot of them are atheists, anti-God. They feel that they are little gods. They feel that money can make anything move. And that's why I want
0: Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward,
1: by law. 18
0: plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: See that now. How the love of money can corrupt you. A love of the love of money. When you're in a health field. Can make you do things you never thought you would do. Why do I mention a health field? Because I worked in a hospital, uh, Maybe two or three times. I worked in a hospital doing custodial work and doing surgical aid and stuff like that. Holding retractors and et cetera. So, whatever. I worked in a hospital quite a bit. I seen a lot. I seen the burnout. I seen the concern with the nurses. I seen the arrogance in doctors. And there was a lot of arrogant doctors, especially the ones I worked with in Mobile, Alabama. I seen that when I worked in hospitals, how doctors can be so arrogant and, you know, you know, etc. And the reason I mentioned health care, especially in the last few years, because I'm going to be talking about some things that may shock a lot of people and may not. You know, when it comes to what the love of money can make you do when you allow it. Let me say that again. When you love money so much, you're going to never get enough of it. Let me say that again. When you love money, that that power of loving money, that evil spirit of loving money, that lust of loving money, it's almost like a drug. When it gets a hold to you, you never get enough of trying to make money. Therefore, you will probably do anything for money because money makes you want to have more power. It becomes, it becomes beyond money now. It brings a, uh, a certain <clears throat> urge to have power and control over somebody else. Multi, you got multi, so many billionaires out there now, it's ridiculous. Billionaires as an Assets. That's, people get confused when they talk about billionaires. When they say your net worth, they're talking about your assets, what you are worth. Don't mean you got 20 $30, 40000000000 in the bank. It just means your assets are worth it, and which is still powerful. You can still just write out stuff. I think Elon Musk is one of the or the richest person in the world now. I might be wrong. I think he's worth over 200 and something billion. Now, worth over. That don't mean he got that in the bank. But Tesla and all them other investments that he's in is worth over 200-some billion. Ridiculously, ridiculously wealthy. Because if his assets get tucked away from him, he goes down. That's any billionaire. If their assets get tucked away, now I'm not saying they don't have a billion In the bank, some of them do, you know, some of them got more than, I don't know, I don't know what they got, but I'm just saying, don't get confused when society talks about net worth, because net worth is basically talking about your assets, this is what I see, I ain't trained in that, but that's just common sense in me, without your assets, your bank account goes down, see? All this is assets. It's invisible money. In other words, you don't have the cash in your hand. You don't have the cash, 200 and some billion in your hand or in your house or in your pocket. You have the real estate. You have the uh, the dealerships. You have all those assets and whatever investments you are in. You are worth that. You are worth that. So you are wealthy in net worth assets. <coughs> You are still wealthy personally, but not as wealthy with your assets. You understand what I'm saying, folks? Okay. Well, anyway, the love of money brings an arrogance, brings a narcissistic type of way of thinking. The love of money. You notice I didn't say rich people. I didn't say being wealthy. I didn't say being rich or super rich. I said the love of money. I didn't say money, I said the love of money, the Bible said the love of money, now the money is not the issue, it's the love of it, brings these issues, brings these problems, okay, alright, that's what's going on now. You have this great recess set up and all these guys are billionaires, not millionaires, they're billionaires because millionaires, that's not enough for them. You need to be super wealthy. You need to be a billionaire. From what I heard, or close to a billionaire to even join this so-called demonic club, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, that's led by Klaus Schwab and and maybe even by King Charles now, who used to be the prince, but he's King Charles now. This great reset—it's nothing but the uh, one world order. That's all it is, folks. It's just one—the one world order. It's the stage set up for the one world order. Now, where I'm going with this, what I'm trying to put in people's head, in Christians' head today, we must prepare because whenever we start seeing this stuff, now the rapture doesn't talk about signs. Well, Paul talked about talks about the rapture. He does not talk about these signs is going to be happening before the rapture. The only thing he mentioned close to that when he talked about what would be one of the things that's going to be happening when he talked about the great departure or the great falling away. Falling away means the departure of the church. He talks about in First Thessalonians 4 and 13, the departure of the church. It says falling away, but it's the, it's the departure of the church. And then the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. See? That's the only thing he talked about. But it, it's no signs. But he did say when you start seeing. But he did not say, excuse me, that you're going to start seeing certain things. Like the... Uh, uh, <coughs> The uh, tribulation talks about all oh, the coming of the, uh, the tribulation and stuff like that. the signs that's going to be, that's proven that the tribulation is close so if the tribulation is close that means the rapture of the church is even closer let me say that again if the tribulation is close, the second return of Jesus is after the tribulation, remember that the second coming of Christ is after the seven year tribulation the church would be long gone before the seven year tribulation. Because is it gonna jump right into the tribulation after the catching away of the church? I don't think so because I think people gonna start freaking out. They're gonna start wondering what happened to a lot of people and blah blah thing. So they're gonna still be caught up to that. Now when is the tribulation gonna stop? I don't know. I just know it's going to be seven years. But I'm like a lot of other ministers and theologians. I don't know when it's going to start after the rapture of the church. I, it could be a year. It could be two years. It could be three years before the tribulation starts because all the stuff that's going to be happening because of the disappearance of the people. But you see the setup. You see the setup of the, uh, you know, not only with the pushing out, what I call the depopulation. And I believe that's what's happening. And, you know, that's what I believe. I might get in trouble for saying it, but hey, you know our free speech is disappearing, so I might as well get it out there now before they shut me down. I believe it is a depopulation, and uh, I believe there is a plan. That's why I don't ask a lot of "whys" no more. I believe there is a plan. It's it, it's biblically lined up. I believe the world, uh, the uh, the one world order, is already been set up years, maybe 20, 20 years ago, and it's really showing is is is. It's dirty facing this his plan now. They just about almost boldly tell you what they're trying to do in a political way of talking. But it's the same thing. You have to learn how to read between the codes and the lines. But, you know, but that's, all of this is setting up for the one world global government. The Great Reset, the 2030 plan. Why did Bill Gates step down from Microsoft? I, I never questioned that then. I said, this man is super rich. Now, I know why he stepped down. Because he's part of this WEF. He wanted to get into the depopulation movement. He wanted to get in. All of a sudden, Bill Gates, a scientist now? He wanted to get more into vaccines. He was already started. He had to be. But he wanted to get more into vaccines. Why? Why is he bound up all these farms? Somebody that don't even like meat or don't, think meat is bad and think we ought to change, get rid of meat and eat other things. Why is all of a sudden he bound up all these farms? Not because he like meat? See, you have to put these things together. Bill Gates banned up all these farms. Why is China banned up a lot of American farms? So why is a lot of American farms selling their stuff to China and Bill Gates so fast? I don't know all the answers to that, but I know... I know why, the I'm not asking why, because I don't know. My thing is why the people is giving up their, uh, their assets of farming so fast. I know, I somewhat know why Bill Gates and the Chinese is buying the farms. Because they want to take control over all food. They want to take control of that see. And it's going to happen on the long run. I don't think the church is going to be here, though. I really don't. The church is not going to be here when it gets that bad. But what I'm saying, this is the stage setting up. So Bill Gates banned up all these farms. The Chinese banned up all these farms. Did y'all know that? All these farms around the United States and the world catching on fire. and Not so much blowing up, but catching on fire. I thought it was about a few of them. I heard it's over a hundred or something or even more farms caught on fire all of a sudden. You think that's a coincidence? Come on, you all. No, this is planned. Food plants catching on fire. That's what I mean food plants. Just poof, all these all these hundreds and hundreds of food plants close to each other around the nations catching on fire, from what I heard. No, it's no coincidence. It's getting this is getting set up. For the global world order, the ushering in of the Antichrist. That's why I say I have no doubt that the catching away of the church is going to be happening soon. I didn't predict the date, I'm not date setting. I just believe the catching away of the church can happen anytime. It's most definitely going to happen before the tribulation starts. It got to. God has to pull his church out. Because we're not part of that program and of that Israel tribulation. This is the last chastisement that Israel has to go through. This is the last punishment and a purging Israel has to go through. The seven-year tribulation. Three and a half years is not going to be bad. It's the last three and a half years. The first three and a half years of the tribulation is nothing going to be compared to the last three and a half uh, of the uh, seven years. Okay? So it's going to be kind of a split. You know, three and a half, three and a half, seven years in the tribulation. See, the church today, the body of Christ has nothing to do with that. We're not going to be part of that. We're not in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is dealing with the tribulation. It's dealing with Israel. It's it's dealing with the kingdom. It's not dealing with the body of Christ. The body of Christ has been raptured in the heavenly places. Okay, that's what I mean. I have no doubt that the catching away of the church can happen soon. Because before it gets any, any worse, the church has to be gone. We're, te- we're going through some of the set of right now. We're going to go through some. We're feeling the pain. Just a little pain of what they have to, what people are going to have to go through that do not give their life to Christ in the tribulation period. It's going to be real hell on earth. It's not now. But in the tribulation period, there will be real hell on earth. Okay? that would be real. You know, I had to look twice because I was wondering, man, don't tell me I'm saying all this and I haven't pushed recording. <laughs> I would have been upset. Ooh, boy, I would have been upset, you know. But anyway, <sighs> souls need to be saved. People need to be warned. And it's our duty as ambassadors for Christ to get God's reconciling word out there. The church is caught up with so many other things. It's incredible. It's incredible. I just heard, I just read, and this, this, uh, how, how much the church is messed up. The prosperity teachers out there seem to be. Some of them is lighting up. Some of the well named, uh, named prosperity teachers seem to be lighting up a little bit. You know. Uh, but you got some that's digging down. Uh, I heard this latest uh so-called prophetess. or oh, they, they killed me when they give themselves they they self-claim and get themselves names and call themselves prophets and apostles. Uh, you talking about arrogance, that's 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 arrogance. And I know they supposed to be reading the Bible and they shouldn't know what it takes to be an apostle or prophets. They're not for today. But anyway, this so-called prophetess. Is offering. Listen to this. Then I'm gonna go. Listen to this. This so-called prophetess. Her name is Juanita Biden. I'm gonna call her name out. and I don't do a lot of name calling out, but Juanita Biden. I used to listen to Juanita Biden. I used to be into Juanita Biden in in the sense of listening to her. Don't 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 listen. You know what I'm saying. You know, I used to listen to Juanita Bynum, you know, I respected Juanita Bynum, you know, she, she was a good preacher, but she was a showman. She was a showman, just like you got a lot of showmen out there that's in the ministry, they showmen. They good with their words, they good with their sounds and the way they strut across the stage. They are showmen, but a lot of them dabble into witchcraft and they don't even know it. They dabble into some type of spirit realm and it's not the Holy Spirit, it's witchcraft. In other words, she is, I'm not here to give up, you know, put her down or talk about it. But what she's doing, I'm going to call her out. Now, motive is very important when I, when I call a person out. Motive is very, and the reason I'm calling her out, she's already out there. So I don't have to hide her name. I'm just uh, letting you know how I feel about what she's doing. So I don't have an issue over a problem of calling her out. And I'm not the a type of person like a lot of other podcasts. They basically, their whole ministry is on calling other so-called false prophets out. That's not my ministry. I'm, I'm not into that. But, you know, once in a while I might talk about a certain minister in a way i am talk, not them, but I'll talk about what they're preaching and teaching. I might get into that once in a while, but not a lot. That's not my style. That's not my calling, I believe, you know, what I want to do. For each zone. I'm not saying it's bad what they do. They need to be called out, but that's not me all the time. But once in a while, I will call out a person. And Juanita Bynum, what she's doing now, <clears throat> I think she needs to get it together. And sometimes I don't even know if they're really saved or not, you know. But she needs to get it together. Well, anyway, she's starting this four-week program, and I read it. I gave her a chance. I let her. I read what was her explanations and stuff because I like to give people a fair chance, you know. And uh, I read her whys and why she's doing this charging-wise, which is...
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. The Jeep Black Friday sales event is here with incredible deals. Now, well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2024 Jeep Wrangler Sport s 4 E for 329 dollars a month for 36 months with $5,549 to its signing. Tax title, license extra, no security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-Jeep for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Stellantis Financial. Extra charge for miles over $30,000. Includes 7,500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 1130. Jeep is a registered trademark
1: ridiculous to me, you know, but that's me. Well anyway, she started this four week or started, I don't know if it started or not. I don't care. But she started this four week or starting this four week program of teaching teaching you how to pray or how to touch God or something like that. And the course is fifteen hundred dollars. I'm not kidding now. Fifteen Hundred dollars to teach you how to pray correctly. I'm just putting it correctly on there. Fifteen hundred dollars, two hours per course, a four-week course. Fifteen hundred dollars. Then she give her explanation. Look that up. Uh, Google that. doctor go it, or just go to YouTube. It just read why she's charging and what she's feel. Just read it, Christians and believers. <laughs> My issue, I have a big issue with that. You don't charge for prayer. God prayer is free. Prayer is just communication, talking to God if you're a believer. You're selling prayer. You're selling prayer like it's some type of real estate course or something. (laughs) I'm not saying she's doing that, but that's what it looks like to me. That's kind of witchcraft to me. Because she's, she's get to talking about different things, man. It sounds like somebody talking about witchcraft. In a way, she started talking about things that the Holy Spirit, blah, 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 and God, man. All this, like I was talking about earlier, you need to be careful when you put the Holy Spirit and God's names in your mess. Keep the Holy Spirit and God's name out of your mess. But a lot of prosperity and ministers do that some knowingly I, demonically and some just don't know they're deceived with their flesh and feelings and some other type of spirit oppressing them you know I didn't say possessed but I believe some of them are possessed but I'm just talking about oppression that depends if they're a believer or a Christian or not, I don't know but anyway she's uh, had this course out there for $1500 you know and I wanted to be fair and read why I don't have it right here. I'm not going to get into that, but you can find it out yourself. But my point is, my point is, this, how, this is how the so-called church, because I don't know if they're Christians or not, the church today could get caught up in the love of money as well. You could you can walk away from the faith. I'm not saying you lose your salvation, but you can walk away from the faith. Even if you are a believer. Not salvation, not losing your salvation. But you can walk out of fellowship and out of the faith. With the love of money, Fall in love with money. This is one of the examples when it comes to money, man. You know, goodwill, you know, it's almost like pimping the gospel. Without even knowing you're pimping a girl, You have all type of explanations. Why you feel it's okay. You are delusional. Juanita. I don't care how good you sound to people. You are delusional. And another. What I have a really issue with. And what what hurts me more. Is I believe quite a few people going to buy that course. Believers and unbelievers. Going to buy that course. Because she's wanting to buy them. My point is, that's, these are the days we're in now when it comes to the Christians and the believers. Not all Christians, majority of Christian believers, not doing that. But my point is, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of deception, and a lot of, you know misunderstanding of the word of god and the gospel gospel because of teachers and ministers and preachers men and women like that that's out there that's doing this and people are confused that's why people don't trust christianity that's why people don't trust god when the bible talks about in the bible god said i remember god i forgot what book it was uh People do not trust him because the way Israel is acting was acting. I'm just paraphrasing. I forgot what verse in scripture that was because of the, the actions and the way Israel conducted themselves. The Gentiles did not trust God because of the way his people was acting. That's the same today. That's the same today. People do not a lot of people do not trust God today and trust Jesus today because of the way so called Christians act. See, that happens today. History repeats itself. But a lot of people do not follow church today or do not believe in Jesus or believe in God because of what a lot of Christians act today. Not only prosperity teaches, but false teaching period. People are confused today. People are confused. They don't know what's true. So they rather go to Islam. They rather go to Buddhism. They rather go into a cult. They rather go into Catholicism. Because you got a lot of actors in the name of Jesus. All these <clears throat> religions out there do a lot of things or teach a lot of things in the name of God or in the name of Jesus. And people are confused. That's why it's so important, important, church, to learn how to rightly divide God's word. And a lot of these people don't get into the teachings of the Apostle Paul. It's not exciting enough. They get into the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They get into time pass. Now, I'm not saying they don't read the, uh, his epistles, but they put it all together. They mix his and letters with Matthew, Mark, Luke and, Luke, and John, and people are confused. You cannot mix it together because these are two different Gospels and two different dispensations. You cannot mix them together. That's why people are confused. That's why you have so many denominations. That's why you have so many religions. That's why a lot of uh religions, a lot of cults, a lot of sects do not like the teachings of the apostle Paul. They want to stick to the Old Testament. They want to stick to the four gospels. <laughs> Excuse me, they have mentioned Paul, but they don't really like Paul. From what I heard, I don't know this personally, that many people don't think Paul should be in the Bible. I don't know this person. I just heard that from another minister. Because they not they don't follow the teachings of Paul. Well, anyway, I'm not going to do no Bible teaching here. That's for connecting the dots. But my point is we are in these days that people need to be saved. But it's hard for them to know what the truth is because of the way a lot of Christians act, or the ones that portray to be Christians act. Okay. So I'm going to leave you with this. I'd like to say thank you again for tuning in for my 200th episode of body of Christ real talk, but I will not leave and it would be unfair and it wouldn't be right for me to go without giving you a chance to be saved and how to be saved. These are for the ones that just tuning in or the ones that's listened to my show. If you're not saved today, if you've been listening to my show, you shouldn't know how, what, it, what, is, what you have to do to be saved. I don't have to repeat that. You shouldn't know. But for the newbies or somebody just uh, just curious and just been straddling through the inter- I mean, not the Internet, but, you know, yeah, the Internet, too, as well. And they look for podcasts or they want to hear different Christian podcasts. And you ran into my podcast. Good for you, because I'm finished to tell you how to be saved, really how to be saved. To be saved is very simple. Let me say this again. How to be saved is very simple and easy. The problem is you have to believe it. That's that's always been the the setback of salvation is believing. And what you must believe in. No, it's not what. It's who you must believe in. In The who of salvation that same who is what he done is what you must believe in. Does that sound confusing? I know it does. You heard of Jesus. You someone know who Jesus was or what you was told who Jesus was. That's not the way to be saved. or believe that was a Jesus or believe that Jesus walked the earth or believe in Jesus is your savior or believing Jesus is your king that will not believe you or inviting Jesus in your heart or repenting of your sins, which you cannot do. And repenting does not mean repenting of sins anyway, that does not get you saved. It's that who you believe in Jesus is what he done, his death, his burial. Does not get you saved. I say Joe what are you talking about. Let me say that again. Let me finish. His death does not save you. His burial does not save you. What saves you. Is his resurrection. That's what people get stuck on. They don't have a problem. They knew Jesus died. They believe Jesus was buried. But what people have an issue with, especially religious people, is his resurrection, coming back to life. That's the hard part for some people. <clears throat> and that's the part that will get you saved, believing that, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. <sniffs> believing that he died and he was buried and his resurrection is the most important thing. Because without believing in the resurrection, you cannot be saved. You can't stop on just believing he died. Who he was, he died and he was buried. You can't stop on that. You have any type of doubt of him raising again that's going to hinder your salvation. You follow what I'm saying? So you don't get saved knowing who Jesus was. Or what he done on the earth. Or saying come into my heart. Or believing that he's my savior. Or repenting of your sins trying to get it right. Or inviting Jesus in your heart. No. That was time past. The way to get saved today is believing what Jesus done. His death, burial, and his resurrection is the highlight that brings salvation for the church today. You can't go back in time past and just say, I believe Jesus was king. I believe I'm going to let Jesus in my heart. I believe there was a Jesus and think you are saved. No, that's not the way to get saved today in this dispensation. Under the teachings of the grace period, which is another dispensation, another administration. Under that, the only way to get saved today is believe what Jesus done, not who he was or what he has done. See, now the repenting of the sins is another issue. You don't have to repent of your sins. Why? Because you can't anyway. Repent does not mean stopping your sins. Repent means, according to the Bible, is changing your mind. That's all repentance means, is changing your mind. So whenever you hear that word repent, it means you're changing your minds, you're trying to change your ways. Why? You say, but Joe, what about my sins? I'm going to get to that. Your sins is not the problem in this dispensation. God does not charge you with sin today. You can find it in 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. God is not imputing trespasses, or which means sins against the world, not just saved. You don't have to wait to be saved for your sins to be forgiven. Your sins have already been forgiven. That's why you could be saved. Let me say this again. You don't have to wait for your sins to be forgiven, to be saved, because your sins are already being forgiven. That way you can be saved now by believing what Jesus done. You see how simple that is? But people get stuck on the resurrection or they get stuck on just believing that their sins have been forgiven. You still have to believe that your sins will be forgiven. That that does not mean that they wasn't forgiven whether you believe it or not. Because whether you believe it or not, when it comes to your sins, it has nothing to do with your salvation. Your salvation is believing what Jesus done on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. Believe in that sincerely. That's what gets you saved. Now, I'm talking to the new hearers now. A lot of you guys are listening to me. I don't know this by now because I always repeat this. That's the way to be saved, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. The only way to be saved today is not John 3 16. Is 1 Corinthians 15 1 4 will get you saved. Not John 3 16. Okay. Read 1 Corinthians 15 1 4. This is the way to be saved under the teachings of the Apostle Paul. So when you believe that Jesus died, he was buried, but also you must believe that he rose again for salvation. That's the way to be saved. Your sins is not an issue. Your salvation, I mean your belief is the issue and your unbelief is the thing that's holding you back. I believe what Jesus done. So the way to be saved is believing that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. Sincerely, not just believing that it happened. Or oh, you believe it did happen or something like that. You have to believe it and receive it. You have to have a change of heart. A repent of heart also means a change of heart. It's not about sins. It's about your belief. Receiving Christ in your heart is believing what he done on the cross. Not before. Let me say that again. Receiving Christ in your heart is believing what he done on the cross. Your heart has been your being. And then your spirit man will be made alive because your spirit is dead now and needs to be resurrected. That's why there's support for you to believe in the resurrection. If you don't believe that he was resurrected, you cannot and you will not be saved. Because that whole package go together. Especially the resurrection. So when is the time of salvation? The time of salvation is today. There's no more excuses. It's That's why I say it's easy. It's just your belief that's holding you back. It's just your belief. Okay? God bless you all. I love you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to me with over 200 episodes, the ones that has been downloading my episodes. God bless you all. I love you all. Salvation is today. It's very important. We don't have time to be messing around or playing around. Love you all. Peace out. Less out, my little baby. <laughs> love it. Love it.